Radio is listener-supported radio. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. To the radio station that supports you heart and soul. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. That's right. When you hear that funky music, you know that it is Pledge Drive. It's Tuesday. Welcome to the Kale Clark Show. Really happy to be with you once again. We're going to be talking about music. What went on at the Grammys? I've been asked a lot of questions about this. Sam Smith, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. But first, I want to give out the number for the studio line, not to be confused with our pledge drive number, but you can still call in. Yeah, it's pledge drive, but this is still your show. You can call in, you can comment, give a take, have a question. 888-914-9149 is the number to call toll free to talk to me. 888-914-9149. That's part of what we do with this pledge drive. We need to pay for these phone lines. 888-914-9149. 9149. You can also email the program, kale, C-A-L-E, at relevantradio.com. And you can find me on Twitter, at Kale Clark, C-A-L-E, Clark with an E. And I'm always happy to talk to you. The show account is at Kale Clark Show. Follow that one as well. By the way, I, I should say off the top, it's February the 7th. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. I think he's listening down there in Florida. That's where he is right now. Kind of enjoying some sunshine. I wish I was there with you. Uh, But uh, you're a great dad, and I'm so happy that you were my dad, that God picked you to be my dad, and I wouldn't be who I am today without you. And and by the way, this is a fun game to play on your birthday for anybody. It's a fun game, and I I, I hate to do this, but everybody down in Florida, I love Florida. I love you guys, but we all hear about Florida Man, right? you've You've heard that meme before many, many times. Here's a fun game to play on your birthday where you can do this with your friends. Just Google Florida man and then the date and something will come up. I guarantee you something will come up. So I I did that for for today for my dad. I I typed in Florida man, February the 7th. And with much trepidation, I pressed enter. A lot of interesting stuff came back, including Florida man breaks beer bottle overhead. This happened on, 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 uh, in 2022, Florida man breaks beer bottle overhead and is shot by a deputy who thought the sound was a gunshot. Oh, that's terrible. That's awful. That's awful. A Florida man steals a car, train sends it crashing into house. A Florida man says he jumped from a stolen car seconds before it was hit by a train and sent flying into a nearby home. Oh my goodness. That's horrible. Any, anyways, um, I hope your day's going better than that, Dad. I hope you have You've ne- I, I know you haven't stolen a car. That's that's a good thing. And uh, speaking of of crashing into trains, train wrecks, uh, we have to talk about the Grammys. That's a tortured segue, but I've gotten a lot of questions about this. Uh, Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys. Oh my goodness! It's basically as if we're saying the Grammy goes to. Lucifer, you probably heard about this, this somewhat, maybe not somewhat, but satanic performance by Sam Smith. And we'll look at how Jesus dealt with the unholy. And that's a bit of a pun because Sam Smith's new album is called Unholy. He's got a song called Unholy. That's what he performed at the Grammys. We're going to look at Jesus's powerful ministry of exorcisms, how he took down the devil's kingdom. Now, I first of all, I, I was not dialed in. Uh, I pride myself on being in the know about you know being on the edge of culture and the faith. But I, I actually had not been following the career of Sam Smith very closely at all. And I on Sunday I actually took my daughter to downtown Toronto to the Scotiabank Arena, which is the home of your Toronto Maple Leafs. That it's the official hockey club of the Kale Clark Show, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and of course the Toronto Raptors of the NBA. Lots of events happen there, and I, I took her to see a Disney on Ice show for her birthday. And, and with a lot of arenas like this, there are things going on, and there are multi-purpose arenas, and there are a lot of musical concerts that are happening, lots of ads for what's coming up. And I saw ads in the arena for an upcoming John Mayer concert, and I thought, oh, I might want to actually go to that. I like John Mayer. And then I saw this, we were walking past this wall-to-wall, I mean, it was a floor-to-ceiling massive poster for Sam Smith's upcoming tour and the poster just simply said, Sam Smith, unholy. And I thought, oh, man, here we go. I don't even know what this is all about, but I know it's not going to be good. I have a really bad feeling about this. The word unholy is probably a dead giveaway of what might happen. Now, 
Sam Smith ha- has has is a troubled soul, and we need we need we definitely need to pray for him. Uh, and he's really gone off the deep end uh, with with this stuff. And I'll tell you about this in just a second, in case you hadn't heard about this. But he is a gifted singer. In fact, he uh, did the theme song for a recent James Bond movie called Spectre. Here's a clip. not bad. Who needs Sam Smith? I'll be here all week, folks, at your local karaoke establishment. But as you can see, he's obviously got got a lot of talent and um, just sidebar on uh, Spectre. I feel like Daniel Craig's era as James Bond was largely wasted. Uh, Casino Royale, best James Bond movie of all time, 2006, I think, I think. And some of the other Craig films had their moments like Skyfall, but the last couple of films were in large part unwatchable. It's a bit of a rabbit trail, I know. I just had to say that. Rabbit trails are fun. But at any rate, that, so Sam Smith, and, and, and he, he struggled with, with his sexuality for, for his whole life. He actually is Catholic. He went to a Catholic high school. Um, he was uh, bullied a lot, apparently. And he's really struggled with his lifestyle and his faith. Maybe not anymore, though. Maybe he's just given give it into it. Uh, and he has claimed that he is happier now than he's ever been. Um, but I think that obviously this is a false happiness, and he, he I think he's really hurting inside. We need we need to pray for for this person. And he even wrote a song a few years ago on one of his albums called "Pray." And he's so he's he's aware that that his lifestyle is not in accord with the teachings of the church. And I, I feel like. I feel like he probably, I'm speculating here, but, but a lot of times people don't have anyone in their life who can, who can help them really with these issues. And, and this is very common, uh, obviously in, in the arts and the entertainment field. And, and just, um, just a couple of days ago, there, there's a, there's a gal who used to live on my street and I'm not going to give her real name. I'll call her Felicia. She doesn't live here anymore. She she's an opera singer, and she's moved to New York City. lives there full time. She's performing full time. So she was home visiting her mom, and I saw her on the street uh, a couple of days ago. I said, "Oh, what, what brings you to town?" And she said, "Oh, I'm in this performance in Toronto. I'm I'm doing an opera show." And and she she was getting out of her car, and then this another young lady got out of the car, and she said, "Oh, I want you to meet my fiance, Janice. Not her real name. I'm changing the names here." But I said, "Oh," and I and I and I. I just thought, <clears throat> now I again, I, I'm, I don't know her particular situation, but I feel like, I feel like a, a lot of women who are, are in this, these situations, they, they've been hurt at some point. They've been hurt at some point by, by a man in their life. It could be an abusive relationship. It might've been an assault. One, one never knows. Uh, in, in this young lady's case, I'll call her Felicia again. She's the product of a broken home. Her father left the family. Uh, some years ago, and so I, I just—it's I, just a very sad situation. But at any rate, uh, on the Grammys uh, on Sunday night, I—I I, I did not actually see the ubiquitous performance of Sam Smith, along with uh, Sam collaborated with someone named Kim Petras, who's a biological male, who's who's presenting himself as being a transgendered person. But but at any rate, they they perform this song, "Unholy." on Sunday night at the 65th annual Grammy Awards, and they actually won a Grammy for Best Pop Duo. Now, CBS, which was broadcasting uh, the Grammys, had tweeted out before the performance, let's get ready to worship. And they they very wisely deleted that that tweet later on after the performance. And and I, I, I was not aware of it. I don't really watch award shows anymore. 
I, I used to. I find most of them are not worth my time. They're really long and drawn out, anticlimactic. You don't usually see legendary performances anymore. I did happen to tune in, though, to the Grammys on Sunday. I saw something else, though. Saw a great Motown tribute with Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder. I love Motown music. They just don't make music like that anymore. That was phenomenal. It's just amazing. And I, I turn it off. I kind of moved on to other things. And I had missed the whole Sam Smith performance. I heard about it on social media yesterday. And I'm trying to just piece together information about it. But I'm not going to play you a clip from that. I'm not going to give that uh, any more airtime than it already has had. But essentially, it sparked a lot of outrage. Um, Smith... Petrus, their backup dancers, were portraying themselves as devils and demons. Sam Smith was wearing a red top hat with horns on it and a cape. You know, the typical Halloweenish costume that one might wear trying to portray oneself as the devil. Uh, fire on the stage, you know, effects. It, everything was very provocative and explicit. Uh, the song Unholy itself was about a husband who cheats on his wife with a lady of the night. That's about all I'll say about that. It's a family program. Uh, but this caused a lot of consternation. Elon Musk was tweeting about this yesterday. And he said about this performance, he called it end of days vibes, <laughs> end of days vibes. And a lot of people are saying something along those lines. He, he also said this, Elon also said, quote, Hey, if that's Satan, we have nothing to worry about. End of quote. Uh, as funny as that might be, People are asking a serious question. Was this satanic worship? There's a case to be made for that, for sure. Uh, but I, I would say that that sort of thing, that's not the normal way that the devil actually operates in today's culture, at least in the West, by being so blatant and in your face with these, again, Halloweenish type vibes, pitchforks, red capes, horns on your head, little twirly mustache, that sort of thing. That's not how the enemy usually operates and tries to get people to do his will. I'm going to tell you how he actually operates most of the time after this break. I hope that's convinced you to hang with me. We're going to talk about how Jesus dealt with the demonic in his ministry. You won't want to miss that. But first, we've got a word from our CEO, Father Rocky Hoffman. Hi, Father Rocky here, asking you to give from the heart. Our winter pledge drive is underway, and we've got matching funds this hour, so your gift gets doubled. Please help us with our operating costs by making a tax-deductible donation at RelevantRadio.com or on the app or by calling 877-291-0123. We've got a special gift for you. If you can give it the $50 a month level, it's a rustic pillow, very comfy. It's got the design of a monstrance in the words that say, come to me and I will give you rest. It's great for couches, chairs, window seats, or beds. We'll send you one for a gift of $50 a month or more to Relevant Radio, and it's a great hour to give. We have a dollar-for-dollar match this hour, so your gift to Relevant Radio will be doubled. Give online now at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. The number is 877-291-0123. Rocky, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. Easy, quick way to give. This is day two of our pledge drive here on Relevant Radio, counting on you, thanking you for your help. And we have a goal of $3 million. My name is Brooke Taylor, joining Kale. What a contrast as Kale talks about what occurred at the Grammys and light versus dark, hearing Father Rocky, that reminder that no man can be happy on the outside who is already unhappy on the inside. And that is our theme, mm. Give from the Heart. We're talking about the heart. When I think about that, one of my favorite saints is Augustine and that reminder, mm -hmm. one of the greatest minds in human history, one of the greatest thinkers and important Christian figures. And he experimented with everything he thought would bring him happiness. And after his conversion, he said to fall in love with God is the greatest romance, to seek him the greatest adventure, to find him the greatest human achievement. And he was a prodigal. Every day here on Relevant Radio, we hear from prodigals. We hear from mm -hmm. their moms like St. Monica who continue to pray and be reminded of what one soul can do set on fire for Christ. And that is our mission here. And together, literally, it is multiplied <clears throat> because this hour we have a matching dollar for dollar uh, donation mm -hmm. gift if you give, Kale. Absolutely. So call right now, 877-291-0123, or 
or go to the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. It's fast, it's easy, it's secure, it's online. And don't forget, when you do give online, you're going to get an extra gift, an MP3 talk. It's a new talk. It's never been given anywhere else but here on Relevant Radio. Only if you give online, it's by Father James Kabicki. And again, this concept of the heart, love. He first loved us, understanding the sacred heart of Jesus. We will not have this match tomorrow, Brooke. We will not have the dollar-for-dollar dollar match. So it's essential that we get in on this now. We had a record hour, by the way, uh, last night on the K.O. Clark Show, and we're hoping that you go come through again tonight for us. We know that you will. And as Patrick Madrid said earlier in reference to the, to the Grammy situation, this is why we need relevant radio. Uh, we need the antidote uh, for the venom that's in the culture, and and we do need to pray for prodigals like Sam Smith to come home. And we need to educate ourselves on the faith and how we can reveal the heart of Christ. for people. Like, that's the love that people are really searching for. Let's face it. He's searching for it. We're all searching for it. 877-291-0123 or RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app. You can give right now. We say thank you to Slavena. $1,000 she gave in Long Beach, California to Jan in Wausau. That's right. Yes, this is how we do it. Thank you so much. One eight seven seven two nine one. I think I just quoted Montel Jordan. Oh, zero one two three. Relevant Radio app or relevantradio.com. You can give quick and easy, and we thank you. This is the Kale Clark Show, giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life. Hey, welcome back to the program. Hey, don't forget, you can call in right now. The studio line is open, 888-914-9149. Yeah, it's operational all week, 888-914-9149. We're talking about the Sam Smith, the unholy debacle, no pun intended, uh, at the Grammys. And we're going to go to Julie right now in Portland, Maine. Hi, Julie. How are you this evening? I'm good. Thanks so much for calling in. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for talking about this topic. Um, sure. I don't watch those shows either. Um, but like you, you know, if you're on social media, you couldn't avoid it. And I started hearing about it and seeing, you know, screenshots and clips mm-hmm. and whatnot. And there was a, a political talk show that I was listening to last night, and they were talking about it as well. And they showed a fair amount of the performance. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got the creepiest feeling, Kale, yeah. when that was on. When that was on, it was very disturbing. You know, I don't know if he meant for this to be a satanic, you know, <laughs> performance or whatever. He might have just tried to be shocking, which it certainly was. But I'll, I'll tell you, regardless of the intent, I, I had a very just unsettled feeling when that was coming into my living room through my TV. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm, didn't yeah. like it. And then last night, you know, I'm trying to say some, I'm like, oh, I better say some extra Hail Marys. I just felt really unsettled before I went to sleep. And they were kind of muddied, and I found it was harder to say them. And mm. it, it, was, it was very disconcerting, as you can imagine. Um, I, I'm just, I'm so sad that that's what's considered entertainment now, and that's what is piped into people's homes in America. It just makes me very sad. Yeah, and you're not alone. You're not alone, Julie. And th- thanks for the call. Thanks for that take. And a lot of people were were incredibly turned off by that, and and, and rightly so. But I, I wanted to deal with one of the, one of the things I, I promised you that I would I would deal with is the fact that I mean this was so obviously and blatant. You know what they were trying to do. Now whether it was ultimately targeted for shock value or not, I'm not sure. But but I, I would say, like I said before the break, this is not the normal way that the enemy operates, at least in the West, by being so blatant and in your face with, with this you know, type of portrayal of the devil, Halloweenish type costumes, the red capes, horns on the head, you know, that sort of thing. I, I think it's much more for us. Most of what we have to deal with on a regular basis is what St. Paul talked about. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, when he said this, he says that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. An angel of light. Now, it's interesting that uh, it it doesn't say that he is an angel of light, that he masquerades as an angel of light. So he is wearing a disguise, but it's again, it's not going to be the red cape. It's going to be, in all likelihood, Something that looks really, really good. Something that 
appeals to you, something that seems attractive, and it will be attractive because there is a certain glamour to sin. There's no question about that. So the temptations that the devil has for you are usually going to look really, really, they're not going to be so obviously, oh, it's obviously evil. I'm going to steer clear of that. He's, that might work with some people, but it's, especially with, with, with Catholics, with, with people that know Christ, he's going to be a lot more crafty, a lot more subtle. And it makes sense that he would masquerade as an angel of light. Of course, uh, he was, he was created to be good. He was Lucifer, one of the most powerful angels in heaven. Some say that he was essentially the music conductor of heaven, which is really interesting. We had a recent show, we talked about music and spirituality and how some very unholy messages can get smuggled in through music, because when we're listening to music, usually our guard is down, we're, we're, we're being entertained. And it's very, think about how, how easily kids can pick up on song lyrics, they can memorize things very easily. When we're laughing, humor, comedians know this, and when we're listening to music, our guard is down. It's easy for messages to, to get through. And so he's not an angel. We have to understand that he's not an angel of good. He's a fallen angel. And he, Jesus said this about him. He said he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And that was in John Chapter 8, verse 44. So he's not going to win. He's a defeated foe. We always give the example of, you know, the time between D-Day and V-E Day. He was defeated at the cross, but he's still trying to take out as many people as possible before the second coming. And so the great, I mean, a lot of people look at the Sam Smith performance and and they just kind of laugh. They laugh it off. And a lot of people, there is no judgment. There is no there is no afterlife. There are no demons. There is no lake of burning sulfur where, where you know, the devil and all those who followed him will be thrown into that lake of fire forever and ever, as it says in Revelation chapter 20. But, but this is the great opiate of the people, as it were. The great opiate of the masses is that there is no judgment. There is no afterlife. There is no hell. A lot of people think, well, we'd love for there to be a heaven, but we don't, we don't believe that there is a hell. That's the great deception. But if you take the gospel seriously, if you read it seriously, and I, I think a great place to start is the gospel of Mark. I'm going to talk about some instances in the gospel of Mark where Jesus dealt with the demonic. This was maybe the hallmark of his ministry, busting up the kingdom of Satan and establishing the kingdom of God. It's like a movie. Mark is very much like a movie. So I'm going to share with you some dramatic encounters between Jesus and Satan because real classic Christianity, which we have in the Catholic Church, understands that there is a spiritual battle for the eternal souls of women and men, and we cannot fall asleep to this. We're going to deal with this in much more detail as we go on here on the K.O. Clark Show, but don't forget you can call in 888-914-9149. It is Pledge Drive. Yep, but we're still here for you, 888-914-9149. You're not going to want to miss what we have coming up here on Relevant Radio on the Kale Clark Show. We're going to talk about Jesus the Exorcist and the temptations that Jesus faced from the enemy himself. Hey, if Satan tried to tempt Jesus, you better believe he's going to try to tempt you. (laughs) He's tried to tempt a better man than you and I, that is for sure. Uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, but it didn't work, and he's going to help us too. So don't forget, call in 888-914-9149, and we'll be right back. Hang with me here on Relevant Radio. You're listening to Relevant Radio on our winter pledge drive. This is an exciting time. It is a big week. Our theme is Give from the Heart. And the way you can donate, three quick, easy ways, either through RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or 1-877-291-0123. We have some big thank yous to offer. We have Christine in Texas who just gave. And remember, we have dollar-for-dollar match today. Now, this goes away tomorrow, so this is a vital time to give. Our goal is $3 million by the end of the week. I thought in here, I'm trying to scroll down, Kale, we had Mm -hmm. 
a $1,000? Was it a $5,000? I, I can't keep up. We've had a busy <laughs> hour so far. It's fantastic. It's so exciting to be on this it side of really things. Great. We pray. Um, and to see the fruit of that is really beautiful. It absolutely is. And we want to shoot for another, re- let's see if we can get two days in a row with a record hour. We're up to about $12,000 for this hour already. And we want to get to about 24000 and change to set a new record. So we're about halfway there, 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. You can also go to relevantradio.com or the app. And I also want to highlight, if you commit at the $50 a month giving level, Brooke, and you know this, this is amazing. We, we want to send you a special thank you gift. And I have to I have to hand it to the Relevant Radio crew because our pledge drive premiums this year are outstanding. There is a rustic pillow. Now you say, well, why would I want a pillow? Well, you've heard of the My Pillow guy, right? <laughs> What's his name again? Mike Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. Well, yes. don't let him have all the fun. You can have a monstrous <laughs> rustic pillow that has an image of our Eucharistic Lord. There's a monstrance on the pillow. And and I love puns, so I, I really, really love this pillow because it's got a line from St. Matthew's Gospel on it where it says, these are the words of our Lord, come to me and I will give you rest. Get it? Pillow rest? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. But it's it's a be- it's actually really nice. It's a, it's kind of a designer pillow. You'll be you'll be happy to display it in your home. And it reminds us that we can rest in our Lord. When we look at what's going on in the culture. It seems overwhelming at times. But we know that the final victory belongs to our Lord. So we need to rest in him and we need to enjoy our faith. And that's what we try to do every day on the Kale Clark Show. We have fun. We have a lot of laughs together. I thank Brooke for laughing at my jokes. I, I think their laughs are genuine. I know they are. She's a very genuine person. They and are if you sincere. Pre- <laughs> and if, we appre- if you appreciate uh, what we do, corny jokes and all, if you like this show and you want to keep it going, 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Don't forget, only for this hour. We won't have this tomorrow. Every dollar is matched 100%. Double your impact for the kingdom right now. Give from the heart. RelevantRadio.com, 877-291-0123. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. 888-914-9149 is the studio line for the Kale Clark Show. We were talking about the debacle at the Grammys, the unholy performance uh, no kidding. That was the name of the song by Sam Smith. Pray for Sam. Pray that he rediscovers and lives uh, his Catholic faith. He's not beyond the reach of God. That's for sure. That's for sure. But I want to talk about how Jesus can free us from uh, the power of Satan, uh, how he has defeated him. One of the best places to look for that is in the Gospel of Mark. Now, it's interesting because in Mark's Gospel, it doesn't talk too much about the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, although it does mention it in passing. A little bit more detail in Matthew and Luke. And Matthew really, one of the interesting things about Matthew's take on it is that he shows that Jesus didn't eat when he was tempted, when he was hungry. That's because that's exactly what Adam did, right? Uh, Jesus is, of course, as St. Paul calls him, the second Adam. He succeeds in every way that Adam failed. So, What's interesting, though, is that uh, Mark does mention Jesus being tempted in the wilderness by the Satan. And in case you're wondering, the name Satan is actually, it's actually a Persian loan word. It's a Persian word that was loaned into Hebrew, and then it was loaned into Greek. And what it means is opponent. It means opponent, your enemy. He's trying to get you. Uh, think about Mike Tyson's punch out, the video game. You know, you work your way up through all the Joe Palookas, you finally face Mike Tyson, and bam, he wants to knock you out. And so it's interesting that Mark mentions the wild beasts that are out there in the wilderness. They're probably in league with, with the devil. The point of it is that Jesus hangs tough, God keeps him safe. And this really is the beginning of the battles between uh, Jesus and the devil in the gospel. And one of the things that we see, especially is in Mark chapter 1, there's a, there's a really interesting exorcism scene, which I want to highlight for you, that is incredibly striking, and I'll explain why it's, why it's significant. This is in Mark chapter 1, and I'm just going to look it up for you here. And this is after Jesus calls the first disciples, and Mark is just really amazed at Jesus's in-chargeness, if you will, if that's a term. He calls the, the, now, the other Gospels explain a little bit about how they probably knew Jesus before, but Jesus just sees uh, Peter, 
Simon, of course, at that time, and Andrew, his brother, casting nets in the sea, and he just says, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They drop everything and follow him immediately. Sees James and John, the Zebedee and Sons Fishing Company. They do the same thing. They just follow him. And it says, and they went into Capernaum, and this was the home base of Jesus during his ministry, and immediately on the Sabbath, that's Mark's favorite word, immediately, all these things happen, a lot of action. If it's a movie, it's an action movie. He entered the synagogue and taught, and they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once, his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. What I find uh, intriguing about this is that when, when, the demons, when the demon says to Jesus, have you come to destroy us? Uh, there was only one demon at this point. It wasn't like the, the guy who was possessed with the legion of demons. We'll get into that time permitting that Jesus sends the, the demons into the pigs. Whew, that, that's, a, that's a wild story. We'll get into that. But Jesus was not the only exorcist that was operating at that time. And in fact, uh, there's, there's an ancient Jewish historian named Josephus. You might have heard of him. He's pretty famous. He was contemporaneous with Jesus, lived about the same time. And he, he wrote about how there were all kinds of exorcists out there. But they weren't nearly as effective as Jesus. They did, they did exist, but they, they had all these incantations. They had all this rigmarole that they would have to do to do their exorcism. There was a formula that they would use from Solomon, because Solomon in the Old Testament was considered an exorcist par excellence. And so they would incant, you know, these incantations, these formulas from Solomon, and then they would have this piece of wood, and it was called the bunk stick. Yeah, it was really bunk. I'm not kidding about that. And it, it would have a, a strong odor to it. It would, it would be very aromatic, the barris root. There's all the stuff that they would put on it. And they would kind of wave it under the person's nose. And the idea was they wanted to draw the demon out through the nose because the ancients believed that spirits entered and exited the body through the nose. And that's why the Egyptians would mummify in a certain way. Try to keep that spirit intact. Cover the nose. And, and so what would happen? You know, this bunk stick was probably waved under somebody's nose. They probably just sneeze because it smelled so funny. Oh, there goes the demon. Gesundheit. God bless you. I guess that's where that comes from. But... But at any rate, there were, there were exorcists in Jesus' day. And it's even mentioned in the Gospels. There's a, there's a case where there's someone else casting out demons in Jesus' name. And the apostles are like, tell this guy to get lost. I mean, what? And Jesus says, no, you know, hang on here. You know, whoever's not against us is for us. It's sort of an ecumenical attitude on that point on Jesus' part. But, but when Jesus does his exorcisms, he doesn't need any formulas. He doesn't need any incantations. He doesn't need any gimmicks. He doesn't need any props. He simply does it. And this is why people are amazed. He simply says to the demon, essentially, shut up and get out. And what's going on here is when the demon says, by the way, I know who you are. What are you trying to do with us, Jesus? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Because in every exorcism, and maybe you've seen exorcism movies and, and there, there are a lot of grains of truth in those exorcism movies, whether it's The Exorcist, you know, the granddaddy of them all, whether it's The Exorcism of em Emily Rose. I don't know if you've seen that flick. It's based on a true story. A, mo a more recent vintage, The Right, R-I-T-E. There's a right way to do an exorcism, pun intended, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. And those are all based on, on true stories. And when, when somebody tries to do an exorcism, there's always a power struggle, and it's all about the name. The, the exorcist is trying to get the demon to reveal its name. And then, and then what they want to do is they want to plug it into the formula, the exorcism formula. Well, Jesus doesn't need the formula. He just says, get out of here. And they go. It, but that's why the demon says, I know who you are. It's a, he's trying to gain the upper hand. Because if you know someone's name, then you, you have power over them because your name is your identity. And, and, and Jesus is not having anything to do with this. Some people say, well, why, why wasn't he happy about this? The demon is basically telling everyone 
that he's the Messiah, the Holy One of God. Isn't Shouldn't Jesus be sort of, hey, folks, are you listening? Are you hearing this? No, you don't want demons to be your public relations crew. You don't want them to be your social media team that's sort of announcing your what you're doing. No, 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 no. That's not how it's done. Now, there's a document that, that was out there, sort of out in the wild, when, when Jesus was on the scene. This isn't part of the Bible. It's not a biblical book. It's called The Testament of Levi. And it's not about Levi's genes or anything. It's, it's, it's The Testament of Levi. And it says that when the Deliverer comes, when the Deliverer comes, he will trample on snakes. Now, obviously, snakes are meant to refer to demons. And, of course, that comes from Genesis chapter 3, the serpent in the garden. What it means is exercising demons. When the deliverer comes, he will exercise demons. And that's exactly what Jesus does. So the proof that the kingdom is really here, because Jesus' message is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is here, the kingdom of God is here. Well, how do I know that's true? Well, the proof is in the pudding. And the proof is this. He's casting out demons because the kingdom of God is here and it's busting up Satan's kingdom. Jesus is God's commando. He's freeing, he's tying up the bad guy and he's freeing the hostages from the building. He's like Schwarzenegger. And he says, I'll be back. That's the second coming, but we'll get to that another time. So the proof that the kingdom is here is really with two things, the exorcisms and also the healings, because Jesus does a lot of healings. What happens right after this exorcism in Mark's gospel? He heals Simon's mother-in-law. And of course, the old joke, we can't resist. Why did Peter betray Jesus later? Because he was still mad that Jesus healed his mother-in-law. It's a joke. It's a joke. But she was sick with a fever, and they told him about her. And he takes her by the hand, lifts her up. The fever leaves her, and she serves them. And then it says that evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. The whole city was gathered together about the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. So again, this is what he's telling them to be quiet. So just as with Simon's um, mother-in-law, we, we also have to do the same thing that she did, because after Jesus healed her, she got up and she served him. We have to do the same thing. If we've been touched by our Lord, we have to get up, we have to serve him. And part of an easy way you can do that is by just simply telling people about relevant radio, so they can get in with our mission, which is to bring Christ to the world through the media. And that's what we do every single day here. So that's what's going on here. And what happens? Everybody everybody in the town comes to, in Capernaum, comes to see Jesus, wants to be healed. He's, and, and everybody is satisfied. But in the morning, more the, the word gets out and more and more people come. But Jesus is out praying in, in the wilderness. Simon, everybody was there with him. They, they hunted him. It says they actually hunted him down in the original Greek text. And they said, everyone is looking for you. What, what are you doing? You're wasting time. You're praying. You could be healing people. You could be doing some more exorcisms. And Jesus says, no, we're moving on to the next town. What? Because I have to preach there also. That is why I came out. So the primary mission is getting the word out, which is exactly what we do here on Relevant Radio. It's getting the word out. The exorcisms are important. The healings are important. But even if I cast out demons and heal these people, and I'll try to do as much as much of this as I can, they're all still going to die. So we have to save their souls first. Everything else is truly important. But Jesus is most concerned. I, I, I think he's more concerned with the exorcisms even than he is with the physical healings. Because this is proof positive that the kingdom message that he brings is real. Is real. About, I think about 20, based on what I've read, about 25% of the population in the first century in Jesus' day was really, really sick at any given time. Uh, he's a one man walking healthcare clinic. They just have to touch the fringes of his garment and they're healed. Who needs Medicare? Who needs an insurance plan? And so obviously people want to get near him, but the danger is that it can become a sideshow. And the message will never get out, and people will miss the point. And so uh, this is one of the most powerful uh, parts of, of Mark's gospel, and, and the gospels in general, is, is the, the, the pitched battle between Jesus and the forces of evil. 
And uh, maybe at the end here, we're going to talk about a, a really perplexing passage, and it's one that threw me for a loop when I was in university and I heard about this. Is Jesus being cruel to animals? He's casting demons out into the pigs. What's going on? They're running over the, the cliff and, and plunging into the water to their doom. I'm going to tell you what all that means after this. But right now, we've got a miracle moment for you right here on Relevant Radio. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. Latasha, glad to have you calling into the inner life. You're on the air with Father Matthew. Um, I was wondering if you could um, give me advice on the steps I would need to take to join the Lord's Church. The first step is really to learn what the church teaches, what Jesus teaches us through the church. And I think you're already on that path. If you're listening to Relevant Radio, you're already just soaking up what we believe as Catholics. Learning Um, so much in the last couple months when I found you guys. Let me tell you this, Natasha, we're going to be praying for you. I know all of our listeners, when we hear about people wanting to become Catholic, we become overjoyed. So we'll be praying for that process for you. And I so appreciate that. I'll pray for you guys as well, because you've really, really made a difference in my life already. Um, And like I said, it's only been a couple months. Touch a heart and change a soul by making a donation to Relevant Radio today. Love that miracle moment. Your financial support allows us to continue reaching souls with the message of Jesus Christ and the fullness of truth found only in the Catholic Church. RelevantRadio.com, Relevant Radio, the app, or you can call 1-877-291-0123. Day two of our pledge drive is underway on our way to our goal of $3 million. And Kale, the late Canadian philosopher, Marshall McLuhan, mm. he was a Catholic convert, by the way. Yes, he right. was a pioneer in the field of media technology in the human person. And he talked about this. He said, when you are on the air, in a way, you are everywhere at once. He said, Electric man is a super angel. And you were talking about angels before. When your voice is being carried, he said, you have no body. And while your voice is there, you and the people you speak to are here at the same time. He said, electric man has no bodily being. He is literally discarnate. And so therefore, we are like angels. And he said, we have a grave responsibility in all that we say and do to point back to the incarnate God in this discarnate world that we always are reflecting back to the incarnate God, the incarnate church. That's very sobering when you think about it. What a responsibility. And through you and with you and the help of the Holy Spirit and trusting to our Blessed Mother, we are able to do that by God's grace. And it is changing lives. There is something beyond what you and I see. And you're just talking about that, Kale, Mm. in the story of how Jesus heals. We observe it every day. Wow, that's I am blown away by that quote by Marshall McLuhan. How incredible! Did you say yeah. you're like an electric angel, something like that? That's a what super you said, angel, right? a super yes, angel. That's okay, right. Well, okay, I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna after the show. I'm gonna tell my wife, "Hey, Trish, I am a super <laughs> angel." She'll say, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just take out the trash." But but no, <laughs> this is what we do here at Relevant Radio. We want to we and, and what what does the word angel mean? Angels are really messengers, and so. We're simply messengers, humble messengers of the gospel. The medium is the message. That's another thing Marshall McLuhan mm-hmm. said. And, and on That's this right. medium of, of media, of radio, podcasts, we want to get the gospel out there. If you want to help us in your mis- in our mission, and it's your mission too. I almost said your mission. It is your mission. 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com, the app. Every dollar that you give is matched 100%, but only for these next few minutes. We're not doing this tomorrow So please help us and double your impact for the kingdom. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. An anonymous donor in Pennsylvania just gave $300, a recurring gift that becomes $600. Help us get our message out. 877-291-0123. Gift from the heart. This is The Kale Clark Show giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life. Yo, Adrian. Yeah, it's a, it's a showdown. It's a throwdown. We're talking about the, the battle royale between Jesus and the devil. I love that music, Jim. Appreciate that. From Rocky. Hey, we use this as Father Rocky's walk-up music as well before the rosary sometimes. No, we don't. 
He's, he's heard this all before. <laughs> Believe me, he's heard every joke you can imagine. But I want to talk about what happened in Mark chapter 5. I promised I'd get to this. Jesus goes to the Gerasenes. You know this account. It's also called the Gadarenes. We're not quite sure uh, of the name. The region is disputed. Uh, but what's going on here? Jesus meets a man coming out of the tombs, and, and he is infested with demons. I mean, this, this is really, really bad stuff. just want to read this really quickly to you. And this is found once again in Mark chapter 5. So it, it says this, and you know this very, very well. I'm stalling because I'm looking it up, of course. But it says, They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had come out of the boat, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who lived among the tombs. And no one could bind him anymore, even with a chain. I mean, this is just supernatural strength, obviously. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him eagerly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him, Send us to the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them leave, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled, told it in the city and the country. People came to see what it was that had happened, and they came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there clothed and in his right mind, the man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told what had happened to the demoniac and the swine, they began to beg Jesus to depart from their neighborhood. Imagine that. They wanted Jesus to get out of their lives. And as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. But he refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all men marveled. So that's what's going on here. And obviously he's in Gentile territory. No Jewish farmer is going to be herding pigs. They were seen as unclean animals. And this was quite, by the way, where this happened, this was quite a ways away from that body of water. It's about 26 kilometers. I'm not sure exactly how many miles that is, but we're talking about maybe the fastest group of swine ever. They, they ran a long way in a short time. I guess you could say they were spooked, but uh, they, they were, this was some lean pork by the time it got there. But at any rate, the sea in the Bible is, is kind of the haunt of demons. It's a symbol of evil in the Bible. In the book of Revelation, all the monsters come out of, the beasts arise out of the sea. And so this is a very haunting uh, image, as Mark's gospel is written to the Romans when he says, my name is Legion. He's kind of implying that maybe Caesar's backup is the devil himself. But anyways... Jesus has the victory there, and there's so much we could say about this, and I wish I had more time, but I don't. But I want you to stay with me, because Brooke Taylor's going to join me once again. We've got a very, very important message in, a little extra that I'm going to share with you right after this. So hang tight, hang tight, don't leave me. It's Kale Clark Show, right here on Relevant Radio. This is day two of our Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Our theme is Give from the Heart. We are so grateful for you. We can't do this without you. And right now, this hour, we have a dollar-for-dollar match. This won't be on tomorrow. And I want to make sure to get the number out for you right away. RelevantRadio.com. That's online. Relevant Radio, the app. Or you can call one 877 291 
such a fantastic hour with Kale Clark and being reminded of light versus dark and the healing power of our Lord. And Brother Richard from Ireland always says, you know, the world is dark and what do we do when it gets dark? We light mm. lamps so that people can get home. And and Relevant Radio is this radiant lighthouse in a storm of a lot of lost souls. We, we want to get them home to the shores of heaven. And it's beautiful when we hear those stories and, and people coming in, and people who already were locked in and just growing stronger and more on fire with their faith. And, and right now, that's $3 million. Our goal for this week keeps us afloat and our lighthouse on for the next three months or so. And so if you can help get us there, $1,000 this hour becomes $2,000, Kale, mm-hmm. with that matching dollar for dollar. Absolutely. 877-291-0123, RelevantRadio.com or the app. You can give securely and easily there. You'll also get a special extra gift, a wonderful talk by Father James Kabicki on how Jesus loves us, the heart of Jesus. And that's going to be uh, emailed to you uh, very easily. Don't even have to worry about it. We'll take care of all that for you. Now, if you come in with a pledge of $50 a month for the year, and many of you are doing just that. Jocelyn in Laverne, California, just donated 600 online. Thank you very much, Jocelyn. We're going to send you this beautiful pillow, and uh, and this is a it's got a great symbol on it of the monstrance. Uh, a quote from uh, Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, where it says, "Come to me, I will give you rest." Hey, you, you could actually take this pillow to Eucharistic adoration. You could. People might think you're spiritually soft if you're resting on a pillow, but it's a it's a great way to to make them kind of a, a holy jealousy. It's like, where can I get one of those? Well, you can only do it by donating to Relevant Radio with a fifty dollar or month gift for the year. And, and I think it's just beautiful because we do need to rest in the Lord. You know, it's interesting too. Speaking of uh, John's Gospel. And John never calls himself John in his gospel. He calls himself the beloved disciple because he's kind of a stand-in for all of us. He's always by Jesus' side. And what's he doing? He's reclining on a pillow at the Last Supper, close to the heart of Jesus. So it, this is a great gift. There's a lot of spiritual insight we can get out of a pillow, I'll tell you. And uh, I, I went to, uh, by the way, Brooke, I, last time I was in the Holy Land, I took some people to a place called Nazareth Village, where they tried to recreate the village of Nazareth. And People actually have it wrong. These guys have it wrong. They, they, you think about Jesus making wooden tables. The, the tables that they ate at weren't like that. They were stone tables. They were kind of more low to the ground, and you would recline on these pillows. And uh, the place of honor next to the host. Jesus wants you to be close to him. Get the pillow. Uh, if you give $50 a month uh, for the year, 877-291-0123, or go to the Relevant Radio app and just click on the banner. You'll see it there. And we had on Friday, I was guest hosting in for Tim Murray. By the way, she's back tomorrow, so that's back another tomorrow. exciting moment. Yeah. And we had a guide on from the Holy Land, George Sue Stephan, mm-hmm. and it was really beautiful as he took us through mystically the places of the Holy Land. And this is, you know, one of many things. Every day when you turn on Relevant Radio, you know that you're either going to get a, a solid prayer devotion or support or apologetics from Patrick Madrid or a great Bible teaching from you. And that is what is so fantastic. When you give, you want to make sure that it's transparent. Well, every day you can hear exactly where your gift is going and it's pouring right into the hearts of the listeners and sharing the gospel and also want to mention if you give online in any amount you will receive that talk from father james kabicki about the sacred heart and i listened to a little bit of it today it's really beautiful talking about the blood and water the symbolism of the flame and the crown of thorns around the heart of christ that image of the sacred heart and as we approach Mm. it's it's marriage week it's world marriage day on sunday what a beautiful devotion. It's under 15 minutes. So you get that too with any online gift. That's right. If you want that, go to relevantradio.com or the app to get that special online gift or call 877-291-0123. Diana in Texas just gave a recurring gift of $600, becomes $1,200 a month. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thanks for keeping this mission going. Give from the heart, 877-291-0123. Do it now.